This is the Talking Property Podcast, brought to you by Rewed.com, the home of WA Real Estate. Thank you for listening to Talking Property, the show in which we discuss all aspects of real estate. Now, here is your host, Harvey Deegan, together with our expert commentators, Rob Druitt and Rod Bryan. G'day everybody, welcome to Talking Property and what a show we have got for you. On our panel today, we have Rob Druitt. G'day Rob. Hey, how's it going? Going very well mate and Miguel DeFreitas from DFR Commercial. How are you, Harvey? We're going well. And of course, Rob from First National out there in Double View, Druitt Shed First National in Double View. And we have a very, very special guest today. And it's Peter Erze from Select Mortgage Services. Welcome to Talking Property, Peter. Thanks very much, Harvey. Great to be here. And it's pretty topical for you at the moment. Everyone's talking about mortgage rates, of course, and cash rates. And the latest I heard, and you might be able to confirm this or deny it, Peter, is that even as early as the next time the Reserve Bank meets, we might just see a modest increase. Oh, look, I think that might be a little bit early. I know most of the economists are sort of predicting increases, but the Commonwealth Bank is suggesting that somewhere around June this year, they predict the first increase. And the other economists from the other banks are sort of pushing it out to August to September. Although I think the media are just sort of beating it up a little bit about the next meeting, I think that's probably going to be a bit premature. Maybe the rationale behind that, as I understand it, and of course it depends on who you talk to and who you listen to, but there are people who are saying that the inflation rate in many countries in the Western world is floating around about 7% at the moment. Ours is about half that. And in order to prevent us going to that other level, then they need to put a circuit breaker in ASAP. I tend to agree with you, but all I can sort of look at where the rates are at the moment where the fixed rates are, giving us a bit of an indication where it's going. And I'm just listening to the economists telling us what's happening. I understand the inflation rate in Australia is probably, there's a bit of a question mark because it's all about supply. Mm. And there's a shortage of supply. So I think the Reserve Bank are looking along the lines that they tend to think this inflation is probably a little bit out of kilter purely because there's no supply and that has pushed prices fractionately. But look, it's... My best guess, I'd be looking at sort of June, July, August. I still think that it would be really early for the Reserve Bank to sort of come in. Peter, we might have to have a scratchy on this, but how about we seek a third and fourth opinion? What do you reckon, Rob, that first up? That good. <laughs> Time will tell. But the question I was really interested to ask Peter is the current cash rate is 0.1%, right? Historically lowest in living memory. And when we look at the interest rates that are being actually charged to consumers, would it be fair to say that unless you've got a special rate, it's around 2.5% for a variable mortgage on a principal residence, the main residence that you're living in? And It's interesting you say that, Rob, because when you look at the actual carded rate for the standard variable loan for the major banks, that's on average about 4.5%. Now, bear in mind that no one actually gets charged that because they generally pay like a packaging fee to try and get a discount. But I would say anyone that's been in the market a while is probably paying somewhere around about 3%, but the new borrowers are being encouraged to join the banks at rates in the low twos, depending on the risk factor they've got. So is it fair to say that the margin for the bank is very high at the moment? 
Absolutely. And I would suggest that when you're looking at these margins, they were selling fixed rates about 12 months ago, a four-year fixed rate at 1.89%. So that fixed rate now, let's say for three or four years, is gone out to about 3.5, and they're going to push through to 4% very shortly, I would suggest. If if we want to think about where interest rates are going, and then I suppose really for the consumer, that's what they want to know. What will I be paying? If I'm paying 3% at the moment, maybe in 12 months' time, I'll be paying 4%. I'd suggest that's about right. I'm predicting somewhere between 0.75 to 1% over the next 12 months. And all of that, you think the banks will pass straight on? Absolutely. Any increase, I guarantee you, they'll pass on the full amount. With a bit of sugar on top? Look, I don't think they'll increase it further than that because I think borrowers are smarter than the average. Like They won't accept their bank increasing more than the reserve bank. And I tend to think if any bank does that, they're going to lose their a percentage of their clients. What we've got to be careful about here, of course, is the poor old Commonwealth Bank might, you know, mm-hmm. find itself struggling and we wouldn't want that to happen because the half-year profit, as I understand it, from which bank, after tax, $4.75 billion, yep. B for billion. That's what I was saying. The margins are phenomenal at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. So they might have to drop from 4.75 to maybe $3 billion <laughs> Yeah, that'd be terrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> Miguel, yeah. you've been strangely quiet because you couldn't get a word in edgeways, of course, with us blokes here. What do you reckon? Well, it's interesting because, as you guys know, we're in the commercial sphere and we deal with a lot of commercial clients and developers and people that are in business. So those loans are totally different. Where do they sit at the moment? Because that's interesting in in my thoughts, because commercial clients pay a lot more than normal residential clients. Where does it sit at the moment in relation to a business loan or a commercial development loan? Look, it's really about the risk. And when you're looking at interest rates, unfortunately, gone to the day where you can sit in front of a client, work out approximately the risk and quote a figure. It's really about the appetite for each bank into each industry, because there's still an impact of COVID. So if they feel that that business has a risk to COVID, they'll price it accordingly. So really blue chip clients, they can get in the twos. So it's like a home loan rate. But once you increase the risk, that can go anywhere up to 10%, depending on the risk of the client. Peter, we've got plenty more to talk to you about, and we're going to need to take a break, and uh, we'll be back to grill you even further. (laughs) Not a problem, Harley. to buy, sell, rent or find an agent in WA? For all your property needs, visit rewa.com, the home of WA real estate. rewa.com can help you find your next home with all the latest properties right at your fingertips. For all your property needs, visit rewa.com, the home of WA real estate. To find the right local agent, use rewa.com Agent Finder to search and compare real estate agents in WA. For all your property needs, rewa.com. We at Talking Property are indebted to rewa.com, our major supporters. Welcome back, everybody, and we are speaking with Peter Erze, and uh, Peter is the man at Select Mortgage Services. Just before we get into tours again, into business again, Peter, tell us a little bit about your operation, where you work from, and how long you've been in business. 
Only, only a short time. I started in finance about 1979. <laughs> so, You've been an overnight success. Absolutely. Look, I'm part of the Select Mortgage Group. We have about 30 managers throughout WA. I run a small office from Banja, and I have a couple of contractors work out from different areas. But generally speaking, we've got a main office in Balcata. And these days, what we find is the mortgage brokers find it easier to work from home, purely because of the COVID. But the main thing is we go out and see our clients. So we're getting rid of the office type scenario. We're visiting people in their homes after hours when it's convenient. So from my perspective, we're finding the business at the moment, like it is extremely busy. And Rob and Miguel would confirm that the market has just gone absolutely crazy. So we're just having problems keeping up at the moment. Peter, you and I might differ a little bit on the timing of an inevitable increase in the cash rate, which of course flows on, as we know, to the mortgage rate. What would be your advice to clients, knowing that there is going to be an increase, just when it is, all right, we don't quite know yet. Would your advice be to enter into a fixed rate for their mortgage, a variable rate or a mixture of both? Unfortunately, it's going to be too late for most people that are looking at fixed rates. When you look at where the fixed rates are now, the three-year fixed rates are in the 3%. I mentioned to you before that going back 12 months, they were down as low as 1.88, 1.89. So unfortunately, most of the lenders, and as I know we spoke about Commonwealth Bank earlier on, they were one of the first to increase their fixed rates because they're predicting rate rises at an earlier time than the other lenders. But there are a couple of lenders that haven't increased it significantly, but I would be suggesting to you that it's probably going to be too late to look at that fixed. You could still ask your bank to see whether they're offering any specials, but I would suggest to you that you're probably going to be better off staying on a variable rate, but try and negotiate the best possible variable rate. It's really going to come down to risk because the crazy part about it is the lower the risk and, and to understand what risk is, it's about the percentage of your loan to the value of your property. And as a rough guide, if you've got about 30% equity or 30% deposit on a home, you can get rates as cheap as 1.89 on a variable rate through a couple of lenders. So there are still specials out there. And the major lenders, when they consider as a strong client or a secure client, they will give you a rate somewhere in the low twos. Comments, boys? In relation to developers, Peter, like high-rise developments, like everyone's saying the market's flying, I'm seeing that the apartment market's still pretty sluggish. Where's the bank's up its appetite in relation to lending to developers at the moment? I'd have to safely say they hate them. <laughs> so, <laughs> unless you're a blue chip developer, they don't really want to know you. Because if you think about the risk we've got at the moment with prices of materials, the issue you've got is what your quote is today will be significantly different to your material costs when you start building. And the banks are really concerned about not only developers going broke, but also the builders going broke because of the A, the lack of tradesmen and B, the price of materials. One aspect, of course, is the, the actual interest rate. The other aspect is about the criteria for getting a loan. Now, that has changed a bit over the 12 months. Do you see that tightening at all as well as increasing interest rates? Look, I think there's just going to be a natural tightening, and that's more or less the higher the interest rate, that will automatically reduce the amount people can borrow. So it's sort yeah. of self-fulfilling. 
the higher the rates go, the less they can borrow. When we talk about the other criteria, I think the Reserve Bank's going to keep an eye on prices throughout Australia. They'll use the interest rates as a way of slowing it down. I can't see them coming in and bringing in any extra criteria just at this stage. From what we've seen, the banks, like there's a lot of money about at the moment, and the banks are reducing the criteria. If anything, in the last 12 months, they've got easier to deal with and they're actually easier to lend money and they're actually lending more. So we did have a significantly slow down a couple of years back, but now I think the gate is sort of open a bit and they're happy to lend the money. If you have a look at the Commonwealth Bank, we talked about this $4.75 billion. If you have a look at the underlying profit, most of that was from the growth in home lending market. And that was mainly on the eastern seaboard as well. Peter, we know that rents are extremely high. We also know that uh, if you listen to the various experts in regard to the median house price, it's continually on the increase. Some are saying that it may well be a 20% increase in this year of 2022. We don't know that yet. We don't have the crystal ball that far ahead. However, having said all of that, are you finding that Some of your clients are coming in and saying, look, I've got a fair bit of equity in my house. It's a house. We love the house. We'd like to renovate. Can we refinance for the purpose of renovations? Are you getting much business in that area? Not a lot of renovations at the moment. And the reason for that is because of the material prices and the lack of tradesmen. So we're probably getting more people looking at the market and saying we should be buying our second and third home rather than renovating. And that's purely because if you do the numbers, if you take an interest-only loan as an investor, on the figures at the moment, after you've borrowed 100% plus the fees, the rental actually exceeds the loan repayment. Hmm. So they can near on make a profit from day one. And that's really because where the interest rates are at the moment. Now, that will change as the rates go up, but People see that as an attractive way of trying to build their asset base. Not only that, they're also concerned about their kids not being able to afford a home in one, two, three and four years' time. So we're finding there's a lot more activity about parents coming in with extra cash as a cash injection or as a security guarantee to try and get the kids across the line. So there's a lot more of that type of activity rather than just the renovations type. Fantastic talking to you. We're nearly out of time. So, Rob and Miguel, maybe one more question each for our special guest. Well, where do you see interest rates in two years' time? Uh, I thought you were going to show that one. <laughs> me, Rob. Look, like my crystal ball is about as cloudy as everybody else's. <laughs> I would probably suggest to you it's really going to be subject to COVID, but I would say after about 12 months to probably two years, we're going to have a bit of stability, I would suggest. I think we're going to have a bit of a run for about 12 months. And I think that's going to slow down. And it's really going to depend on where the world markets are at that point in time. I'm hoping we won't see another one or 2% increase. And look, the fixed rates are already indicating stability for three and four years. So I would tend to think we're going to be pretty stable. Mm -hmm. So you'll see that first 12-month increases, but I'm hoping from there there's going to be a little bit of leeway before we see another increase. Right, quick one, Miguel. Yeah, that's the interest rate. Where do you see the market going as in the WA residential property market going? Well, I can only look at comparing 
WA to the eastern state, I get sick of listening to most of these programs where they say the markets this year are going to actually reduce. And what they're doing is they're just taking an overall picture of Australia. And Rob, you're the specialist there. I know if we look at Western Australia, we've been doing terrible on property price increases. We haven't caught up to the eastern states increases of two and three years ago. So like my prediction is we're going to have some pretty hefty increases over the next 12 months to 18 months. So there you uh, go. And that's purely just to catch up. Yep, no, that's uh, very, very interesting stuff. Peter, we're absolutely indebted to you. Peter from Select Mortgage Services, all the very, very best for the future. I hope you'll agree to join us on a future program. And Rob and Miguel, thanks for your time too, boys. Yeah, Thank you very, very much. Talking Property can be heard on a number of podcasting platforms, including Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Anchor, and many more. Whatever podcast platform you prefer to ensure that you're notified of new episodes of Talking Property, just press the subscribe button. Thank you for listening to this podcast of Talking Property with Harvey Deegan, Rob Jewett, and Rod Ryan. 